0: Welcome to Prognosis. I'm
1: Laura Carlson. It's day 78 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Our main story? So many companies and organizations have publicly entered the contest to develop a coronavirus vaccine, from Johnson & Johnson to the University of Oxford. But one drug giant with a storied history of battling pandemics, Merck, had said nothing about joining the race for months. Now we know it has been quietly developing two vaccine candidates and a pill to treat COVID 19. But the drug maker is hesitant to commit to a quick timeline. But first, here's what happened today the ranks of people collecting unemployment in the US shrank for the first time since the coronavirus pandemic began. It's a sign people are starting to return to work. But make no mistake, millions of Americans still filed new jobless claims. A measure of the ongoing benefit claims in state programs fell to 21.1 million, according to the Labor Department. Analysts had expected the number to rise. Despite the positive sign, Economists expect the recovery from the pandemic to take years. And with no vaccine or significant treatment yet, it's unlikely we'll return to normal activity anytime soon. A new drug cocktail is getting tested in the hope scientists can find a stronger weapon against COVID-19. Roche Holding and Gilead Sciences are starting a trial of Roche's immune suppressor, Actemra, used along with Gilead's antiviral drug, Remdesivir. Remdesivir is the only drug that's been shown to fight the virus so far. While antivirals like remdesivir try to stop viruses from replicating, drugs like Actemra, often used to treat rheumatoid arthritis, fight inflammation, a symptom of the virus that can be just as damaging as the infection itself. Finally, Latin America's on a frightening coronavirus trajectory. In March, When COVID-19 was stamping out lives across the globe, the region looked like it might escape relatively unharmed. But now, it has become the new epicenter of coronavirus. Latin American countries now account for about 40% of daily deaths globally. Brazil has more cases than any country except the U.S. Mexico had its largest single increase in both cases and deaths this week and a top health official said about 30,000 people may die. Peru, Chile, and Colombia have all set daily records in the past week.
0: The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at com. And now,
1: our main story. Out of the numerous organizations racing to develop a COVID vaccine, U.S. drug giant Merck has recently emerged as a front-runner. The drug maker is at work on not one, but two prospective vaccine candidates, drawing on its experience with Ebola and measles inoculations as a foundation for its COVID-19 research. The company is also developing a coronavirus pill, one that would stem infections faster and easier. Although the company has refused to give firm timelines for its research, it has pledged to make its vaccines and pill available globally. I spoke with Bloomberg's Riley Griffin to learn more about Merck's initiatives to fight COVID-19. What is Merck doing to help fight coronavirus?
2: Over the last century, really, they've been a key player as it pertains to, to public health crises. Now, after Nearly six months since we first discovered what the novel coronavirus really was, we're finally hearing from them. They've been leading a quiet effort to reach multiple deals and secure federal funding to develop two vaccines and a pill to actually treat patients. And so this is really interesting because I think
1: a lot of us have been hearing a lot about the vaccine work that's been done or is being worked on by many different, many different organizations. How is the pill different?
2: The pill is a really interesting one, actually. It's an oral antiviral candidate that's in early clinical development. It was purchased by Merck from a small company called Ridgeback Biotherapeutics, um, and was an originally discovered at Emory University. This drug has been a little bit under the radar in the public in the public eye, but this announcement that came on May 26th that it had agreed to buy the rights was, was fairly novel. I had the opportunity to speak with Merck CEO Kenneth Frazier, um, and his perspective on this drug is that it actually has the potential to be easier to use than Gilead's remdesivir, if successful. I'm sure many of our listeners have actually heard about Gilead's remdesivir, a drug that um, has been shown to alleviate COVID-19 in some patients in the hospital setting. But this is an oral drug, which is different, right? It's not um, injected in the ICU. And as such, that means that it's easily deployed. It's more easily made. And in Kenneth Frazier's perspective, has the potential to have greater impact at the global scale.
1: And you bring up a really important point. Who will get these pills first globally? Um, And according to Merck, what is their plan for distribution?
2: I think Merck's overarching strategy here and how they see themselves fitting into this ecosystem of pharmaceutical players trying to develop vaccines and therapeutics to combat the pandemic is where can they have impact and influence at a global scale? So when I, when I spoke with CEO Ken Frazier, he said in every case in which they tried to outline for example, a vaccine that could be incorporated into the pipeline, brought into the fold of their work, they wanted to hit three things. First, they wanted to make sure that this vaccine used existing technology that had been proven as safe and efficacious in other diseases. Second, they wanted to make sure that the vaccine could be effective in a single dose that changes how much output a company has to reach in terms of the manufacturing process. If you can ensure that in one dose, you can immunize someone from the novel coronavirus, that has the potential to be more easily implemented on the ground. So what Merck is saying here is they want a one-shot, a one-dose vaccine that can be deployable. They want to develop vaccines that could use technology or platforms that have already been proven to work safely and effectively in people.
1: Merck is relying on their existing research and existing experience with other diseases and other vaccines. For example, you, you touched on their experience with Ebola, and I believe even measles factors into this. And I was just wondering if you might unpack how their experience with these two, Ebola and measles, can inform their work on developing, say, the vaccine against COVID-19.
2: So Merck reached a deal with the International AIDS Vaccine Initiative to develop a vaccine that would adapt a technology already used in its Ebola shot. And remember, Merck is the only drug maker that exists out there that has an FDA-approved Ebola virus vaccine. That is incredibly important here, and that's what makes Merck so different from many of its peers, is it has done this kind of work in global pandemic form and it's looking to its experience with the Ebola virus vaccine to ultimately bring a COVID-19 vaccine to market. So that's one of the two vaccines. The second candidate that they've settled on, they announced they would buy Themis, a privately held biotechnology company, for an undisclosed sum, but in turn gaining a vaccine candidate that uses an existing measles virus vector platform.
1: And What, if any, are Merck's estimates in terms of time scale? How long will it take to develop these vaccines and
2: this pill? I think what Merck would tell you, and as they've told me, is that they just have a legacy of experience in developing these kinds of vaccinations. But that also makes them reluctant to commit to aggressive timelines, some that we've heard touted by health officials, right? Merck's chief patient officer. Julie Gerberding said that it may take more time to develop a, a successful and efficacious COVID nineteen vaccine. She says that while she's optimistic that companies across the world might be able to meet those timelines, she knows from experience they've they've done this kind of work. They're looking to Ebola and their work developing an Ebola virus vaccine. to to guide them in which kinds of technologies may be efficacious or may lead to efficacious vaccines. Or as Ken Frazier says, they're starting with a platform. They understand how the platform works. They understand how to scale it up. And that serves as really useful information when plugging in a new kind of virus. He described one as a hardware and a software. These platforms, they're the hardware. Our information about The coronavirus, that's the software that they need to plug and play. So in this case, they're looking to existing frameworks to shuttle forth new technology.
1: You know, we've heard about so many other research organizations and institutes working on vaccines. Why are we only hearing about Merck now?
2: Merck has been quieter about their vaccine and drug development efforts over the last few months, as many other contenders have come forth. So big news from a company that has a legacy in vaccinations, has considered itself a a global health leader, developed the very first vaccine for the Ebola virus. It's a, a monumental time for the company. And Ken Frazier, who announced succession plans For a new CEO to fill his shoes, um, he's he's in it in the moment and he thinks continuity of leadership is important and it's all coming at a a very important time for this company.
1: That was Riley Griffin. And that's our show today. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com slash coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Jordan Gaspure, Magnus Henriksen, and me, Laura Carlson. Today's main story was reported by Riley Griffin. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Our editors are Francesca Levy and Rick Shine. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's Head of Podcasts. Thanks for listening.